Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Third Millennium Church Podcast. I'm really excited today. We got some uh, greatest, great stuff to talk about. We've got an awesome guest today. Uh, everyone, please welcome Keenan Clark, who's a young adult pastor at Celebration Church. Hey, Keenan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Gary. Yeah, we're excited. We're pumped to be here. Yep. Thanks for coming on the show. We're, we, we're bringing Josh back again. Josh Carmen, how you doing? Good, man. No more flooding this week, yeah, so I can actually appreciate it. Yeah, can you tell us yeah. a little bit how your church flooded? Where do you live? In like, in Iowa or? Uh, yeah, basically Louisiana? it seems that way, right? Uh, no, we basically just ended up kind of running into a, a little bit of rain. It wasn't anything like terribly crazy, but we just had to, it was kind of an all hands on deck. And I've only been at this church for like four weeks at the time. And so it was like, well, all right, I guess I'm doing this today. <laughs> so you didn't so want to say, you didn't want to say, sorry, senior yeah. pastor, I got a podcast to do at two. So yeah. here's a towel. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. But we're officially back, and we're we're totally at it, and everything is helping. Great, dude. No damage, too. We sa- we saved all of our subs, so that was cool. Uh, praise God. Good. Yeah, no kidding, because those things are not cheap, dude. <laughs> no, they are not. So we brought Keenan right. on because Keenan is doing some amazing stuff um, on Instagram, some Instagram outreach, and uh, we want to talk about a lot of things today. But uh, one of the things we want to talk about is um, specifically Instagram, and and how is it that. Um, it can be used for the kingdom. How has it been used for the kingdom? And, uh, it, it, you know, is that something that we should continue to explore and look at? And uh, and what are some of the things we can celebrate about that? Uh, Josh, I know you had some questions that you wanted to jump into. So why don't you go ahead and, and uh, continue us on? Yeah, so I'm I'm just super curious. We can we can kind of combine our, our first two questions, Keenan, uh, a little bit about tell us kind of who you are and about your ministry and what you're doing. Uh, yeah, so like you said, um, I'm the young adults pastor at a church in Texas called Celebration Church. We're actually in uh, San Angelo, Texas, which right now is the largest city in Texas, not on an interstate, but I hear we're getting an interstate. Not so on an there interstate. Goes our claim. <laughs> yeah, there goes our claim to fame. You know, it's, it's over for us, um, which actually might be good for church attendance. But yeah, we've been a church for about 10 years. My mom and dad started the church, wow. and so um, I'm 23 now, and we started the church whenever I was 13. So I've been a part of it from the ground up for seven years. We were mobile. Uh, we were portable. We had church in a, in a working movie theater. And uh, now, like within the last three years, we've we've bought a building and we've moved in here and been renovating it. And it's been an absolute, absolute dream. But uh, yeah, so I'm the young adults pastor, which means I oversee everything from the ages of 18 to 30. So all that like the college age demographic and we meet on Thursday nights. And then I also get I have the really insane uh, privilege of getting to travel uh, around the country and soon to be uh, internationally. Next week, I head to Dubai and Uganda uh, and, and I get to preach. And so that's this is kind your of, first uh, international date. This is my first international speaking engagement. Awesome. Yeah, first one. Really? So I went to Israel uh, over the summer, but that was more just being an influencer. It wasn't really as much like ministry stuff. Sure, sure. But yeah, this is my first time to ever, ever uh, preach on foreign soil. So I'm really excited. But yeah, that's kind of what I get to do. And then I, I, ha- I like do Instagram and social media stuff as well. Yeah, so this is where I first came across you, right? Uh, over the last year, kind of in my own own work, the idea of trying to understand Instagram and get better at, at using digital media for just the sake of creating community. Uh, you were the one of the first people that I started following. And uh, so I started following you back when you were under 40K, and you're about 46,000 now or somewhere yeah, in that world. I, so that what, last I checked. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. What what is it like the idea of becoming you know almost like an Instagram pastor? I mean, in, in terms of 
the, the daily live stuff that I'm seeing you do, the connecting with people, the answering of questions, right? And having a lot of young people, not just only look up to you, but like really kind of come at you and saying, hey, like, where should I go? What should my life look like? How should I be engaging with God? How have you kind of handled that? And as, because you've blown up fairly quickly over the last couple, like 18, 24 months. Is that right? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely like grown a lot within the last year. And I think, I think a lot of that is due to uh, getting to do more influencer stuff. Like I've been invited to some like just events like um, not too long ago, I was backstage at Harvest America with like Greg Laurie and Levi Lesko and those guys. And so getting to kind of meet them and like hang out with a bunch of those influencers and stuff like that really helped. And then getting to go to Israel and I was with like the Duck Dynasty folks, uh, Sam Calder, who's like a really big influencer. He has like 1.2 million followers um, and then a bunch of the SoCality people. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever heard of SoCality, but like Scott Back mm-hmm. and all those people, we were all together in Israel. And so um, getting those connections and stuff like that has, has helped a lot. And it's get, and then, so of how, course, like traveling gives you cool content. So that helps. Yeah, no, traveling's the best. Well, no doubt. So many time lapse so, at the airport. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sit there for so like did, 40 hours. Well, how did you end up connecting with those people? What, what was that process like for you? Uh, um, I think it varies person to person. Um, e- each person kind of leads me to a different person. Uh, Scott Backen is the was the creator and founder um, uh, of SoCality, and he and I connected back in like 2013 when I was first going to Bible school um, through Instagram. I think he had like maybe 30,000 followers back then. Now he's got like 300,000 or something like that. It's ridiculous. The guy's amazing. But anyway, so we kind of just kept a relationship, and so he he they had this Israel trip coming up, and then he reached out to me it was like hey we'd love for you to go and so i re- went on that and then of course met everybody on the trip and then the the other stuff it's just kind of it's just kind of happened like through relationships that i had but didn't really i wasn't trying to get anything from them it was just kind of like we were we knew each other and i, I i'm i'm happy to say like i haven't had to like really work that angle of like yeah you yeah know, yeah you know in, in the in, in the movie world or in like hollywood or in in the music biz people have to sleep their way to the top and sometimes in like ministry and stuff like that you can kind of work like talk your way to the top or like <laughs> you know do do, do that sort sure. of thing and like i'm happy to say like i haven't had to do that and i never want to do that that's not my heart whatsoever i really truly believe like god's been opening up the doors and and yeah so it's kind of it really has it really has kind of it blown up a lot in the last 12 18 months well, this is great, man, and largely because what's impressive to me about you as somebody who tries to post like regularly and daily, I know Garrett kind of feels this too, right, the, the thing of, you know, kids and wife and kind of getting everything in there. I mean, you dedicate a lot of time to the craft of using Instagram uh, well in terms of in meaningful engagement, purposeful content, right, that you create. Uh, what is it about the Instagram platform that is unique to you kind of in comparison with everything else? Uh, I love, for me, I love the fact that it's, it's a visual thing. And so, um, because they say pictures are worth a thousand words. Right. And so I, I think like Twitter, I've just never really been into Twitter as much as I love words and, and everything. It's just kind of become nothing but memes and people trolling each other and subtweeting. And I, I just don't really dabble in that world, but Instagram, I feel like it's a little bit harder I'm not saying it's impossible by any means, but I feel like it's a little bit harder to hide behind a fake persona on Instagram. And I just find that there's like a super genuine down to earth people um, that are super excited about Jesus and super excited about their calling, super excited about life and super excited about doing life together. Um, And it's really opened up a lot of doors and avenues for me to meet friends, uh, whereas other apps really haven't done that. And I think that's what I really love 
I think that's what I love about Instagram. And I love that every time another app adds a new feature, Instagram does it better. And so like Instagram yeah, just yeah. I feel like Instagram's just not gonna go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just keeps evolving. And I really like that about it. I don't really see it going anywhere, but just it's just gonna change the game. Yeah, I know that we've <laughs> we've met a lot. Yeah, sorry. Josh and I have met a lot of people. One of the things we talk about is like, man, this is so much work. Like, is all this worth it? And then we think about like all the people that we've prayed for that, you know, like in the DMs and prayed for us. I'm like, this is just crazy. You know, and the other day I was trying to connect with some people in one of these church groups and I, I friended someone and friend request someone and Facebook sent me a notification and said, um, uh, friend people, only people that you know. And I was like, what? Like, friend, only people that I know. Like, I don't know this person yet. Like, they're, they're at a church. Like, they're doing yeah. social media stuff. Like, I want to get to know them. And, uh, yeah. and I was like, forget that. I mean, I, I did anyways. But I was like, Instagram's like, all about connecting. Like, connecting over yeah. things. And you can you can really talk to a lot of people that you would never, never talk to. And minister to a lot of people you would never minister to. You're, you're so right. You're so right. And and for me, like, I remember downloading Instagram as a junior in high school. It was like when I, when it first came out. I'm a youngin, I know. But uh, I remember I Wait, what year did it. you what year did you get it? Ah, gosh, 2011, 2012. Okay. All right. I think I got yeah. to beat. But anyway, all right, keep going. No, no, keep going. <laughs> it was like around the time it first came out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the same year, uh, too. And Josh always says that he got in the first month, but whatever. Okay, wow. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I remember downloading it and uh, I didn't ever expect anything to happen because of it. And I just kept posting and like seeing other people do cool things. Like one of the ways I, I really started a, a social media following was I, I did the whole mobile photography thing and like taking cool pictures and hipster pictures of like lattes and sure, yeah. buildings sure. and landscapes and stuff like that. And I kind of built a following that way. And then I was like, man, this isn't really my passion, but I have this, this following. So I kind of just really started shifting it more towards like personal stuff and ministry stuff and, and just kind of slowly, but surely I still kept an aesthetic. Like I still want the pictures to be cool and like artsy, but it's, it's not really like coffee and, you know, skyscrapers or like waterfalls anymore. It's more just like people and life. Yeah, it's a bit more genuine to who you are, too, and kind of what your personality seems to lend itself to. Yeah, so, I'm having a lot more fun now. Yeah, I imagine, man. Well, so here's an interesting thing, Gary. I, I know you don't know this, actually, but so I met Keenan because I had posted a picture of uh, – I was trying out the Smile Direct Club, right, yeah, and, and using right. their products there. And then you commented on there that you were doing the same thing, Keenan. Yeah. And so I, I reached out and, and connected to him, and Garrett, within like 30 seconds, he was like, hey, here's my phone number. Text me if you ever have any ministry questions. And so <laughs> – uh, that's awesome uh, do you remember that story like <laughs> we'd been talking for like nine minutes and you're like here's my phone number just text me this is easier uh, yeah. but what i appreciate what i appreciate about that is, is like this interview right and like this connection wouldn't have happened without kind of that openness and that willing to connect like that and so right. uh i was curious about if you got one or two like stories that you could share where social media and the gospel really collided in a beautiful moment good grief i feel like to be honest, I, I know this might sound like a cop out, but I feel like that's my whole life at the moment because yeah, yeah. Um, aside from doing ministry on my home turf, like with my home church and my family, um, everything that I get to go and do is 100% because of social media. Like all my speaking engagements, um, for the most part, have all come because of social media. And so that that definitely is the gospel colliding w with social media. Yeah, but I think, good, man. Um, I wish I had more. I mean, there's been countless, like I get like DMS every single day. People asking for prayer, people asking for advice. Like I'm going to, I'm, I, you know, I just became a Christian this past weekend. Where in the world should I start reading in the Bible? Should I start at the beginning or do I read the gospels? Like, where do I go? You know, people mm -hmm. asking, you know, specific questions like that. And so I feel like, I feel like if you make space for the gospel 
um, in your platform. Like if you're like, hey, like this, uh, I, I believe the gospel. The gospel's changed my life. Jesus, I believe he is who he says he is. And you make space for that to be known in your social in, in your social media presence. I just feel like it's a matter of time before that begins to absolutely um, permeate everything that, that's going on. And it's weird. Like, I don't really get a whole lot of people asking me, like, how do you edit your pictures? How do I grow in social media? It's all like, yeah, yeah. It comes back to what, like, why in the world do you, how do you keep your faith? How do you um, stay strong? How do you find, you know, like-minded believers? How do you, you know, how do you do all these things? And I, I really, even though I may not talk about, you know, the gospel in every single post, I, I always try to keep it super positive. But I just find that like the gospel just tends to absolutely bleed into to everything. If you make even just a little bit of space for it, it, it'll do that. Yeah, that's something that I talk a lot about with some of the, you know, the students and adults. You know, it's almost like the new version of like, and we hated our pastor to tell us like, go and talk to somebody about the gospel. We were like, oh man, like I'm so bad at that. <laughs> but now it's kind of like, you know, would you consider talking about your faith on your social media? You know, yeah. and it's more than just like, and I give an example like, Okay, why don't you instead of just linking your pastor's like Facebook live sermon, why don't you just talk about like what you learned today at church and like like how it affected you and what God what is God yeah. doing in your life and then and then end it with a question like does anyone else feel that way? And like next thing yeah. you know, all your even like, you know, your average middle-aged, you know, person puts that on their Facebook page, next thing you know, that one comment would probably be the most attention not that looking for attention, but the most engagement they've had on their Facebook in years because it's usually just photos yeah. and and likes, yeah. but now they're they're being authentic, and then they're asking people a spiritual question that people are really desiring. Yeah, you're so right, and I, I find that the problem is um, people want to lump people like me or or yourself, Garrett, at, in as in this like social media influencer group. Like, ooh, you have influence because there's a K by your followers. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but everybody, if you have one follower you have influence, sure. you know what I mean? And like, I know that that doesn't make people feel super good because it's like one follower, but it's the truth. Like if you have one person following you on social media, you have influence. And as a believer, you have an obligation to, to use all of that uh, to, for the furtherance of the kingdom, for the furtherance of the gospel. Right. And yeah, you may not get thousands of likes or you may not get thousands of views. You may not get hundreds of comments. You may not get DMs every day, but, but you are doing something and you're doing more than, more than you realize. And more people are looking at your stuff than you can see are looking at your stuff. So you have an obligation to keep posting it and just keep it in front of people's face. Yeah. And, and let's be honest, the reason that the internet is such a dark place isn't the internet's fault. It's the right. fact that, that people with broken hearts have access to the internet and have put bad things on the internet. Right. So what we need is people with renewed hearts to get on there and start pumping the only thing that can do anything about all this bad we see. If you and I try to boycott the internet, the internet is just going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. And so right, 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 right. It's right. just a tool. It's a tool and it's all in how you use it. It's all in your perspective and you got to give it time. You know what I mean? You got to give it space and you got to let it be organic. And so yeah, and you gotta, that's and what you I gotta, think. You're right. You're so good. I love what you say about, you know, really um, putting, making space on your own, I don't know, your own Instagram account. It's like, and just jump in there. You know, people are always like, well, I don't know what to post. You know, I'm like, hey, you're posting stuff anyways every day. Like jump in there and, and people are afraid they're going to get judged like all the time. But that's true of like anything you say to anyone. You might want to give advice to someone, but you're afraid to. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You're going to get judged. You might yeah, as well get judged. Yeah, but you know what? The <laughs> gospel is an, like our faith is an action-based faith. Like, you know, Jesus says go out. Like he tells us to go and out and make disciples. And dude, we're going to have to take a risk and like put ourselves out there a little bit or nothing's going to get done. 
Yeah, I agree with you. And at the end of the day, you're so right. Everybody's going to judge you no matter what you post. Like if, you, if you're if you a pizza connoisseur and you're posting nonstop about pizza, yeah. you're going to get judged. So you might as well post about the gospel because Jesus said, like, if the world hated me, they're going to hate you. And then you can feel a little bit better about yourself when you get judged because, like, I should expect this. Yeah, you know, right. if you get judged for posting pizza, that just feels bad. That's you know right. what I mean? But if you get <laughs> yeah, judged yeah, for being yeah, with yeah. Jesus, it's like, Suffer for the gospel, baby. That's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. Well, and so this is interesting because the idea of what you're talking about really is what's kind of seemingly missed by a lot of churches that we've like talked to, that we've worked with in this concept of like social media is not a an extra thing. Social media is not an optional thing. The way you're describing social and, and the merging of that with the gospel is a mandatory thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. this has changed my my own perspective on this drastically of like, I have to be responding to DMs, you know, as frequently as I can that are asking for prayer or people trying to connect or, you know, looking for that advice thing. So in, in your own estimation, right, as somebody who's kind of been killing the game in this last 12 to 18 month period, uh, where do you think the online church is headed, you know, in, in good way, bad way? What do you see kind of coming down the, in the pike in the near future? That is a really, a really good question. Um, I wish I knew, like, I wish I could speak like specifically to specific things. Um, but I don't see it. I don't see it reverting. Like the, 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 the track and the trajectory that we see it on right now, I think it's just going to go more and more in that direction. And I'm not speaking in like a, a bad direction. I'm speaking in like sure, a digital, sure. a digital direction. And I don't, I don't foresee social media be ever becoming less a part of our lives. I think it's just going to be become more a part of our lives. Um, whether you like that or not, it's the truth. And you're just going to have to get over it. You know what I mean? Like either embrace it or get out of the way. Cause you're going to become useless real quick if you're not willing to get on there and, and help us help us out. Um, but I think, I, I think there's always, there's always a new way. I mean, for every, um, for every advancement, for every, uh, new, uh, technological advance, I think there's always a new way to be, to be touching people and to be genuine and to be, um, getting your stuff done and be who God's made you to be. And I, 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 I truly believe in you and I were in the, we're in the Christian world and, uh, we listen to Brian Houston and all those people, but I truly do believe it. It's not cliche. I believe that the church's best days are ahead of her. And, um, I, I do. And I believe at, at the moment, I love social media because we literally have millions of people at our fingertips and we that for literally the entire world to hear the gospel, it has never been more possible than it is right now yeah. right, via right, social right. media, via the internet. And so yeah. literally what Jesus told us to do, we are actually able to do it, um, through, uh, through the internet. And so I, I, I foresee that I really think Jesus is behind this man. Mm. Like, I, I really do think that Jesus is behind this whole thing, whether people want to demonize the Internet or not. It, are there terrible, abhorrent things on the Internet? Yes. <laughs> but there are terrible, <laughs> abhorrent things in our churches, and Jesus is behind that. He's behind the church. Right. This is the vehicle he is driving, and I think he's using the Internet in bigger and better ways than we, we give him credit for. So I really think, I really think um, the church's best days are ahead of her, and I don't know if that really answers your question. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't really have specifics just because I'm not a fortune teller, and I don't want to be – but I, I really do. I I just think it's it's more the future is more beautiful than we give it credit for. And right now is way more beautiful than we give it credit for. I'm not one of those naysayers that hates the church. Um, I, do, are there things that are jacked up about it? Sure. Are there things that are messed up about it? Sure. But it was not perfect back in Paul's day, Peter's day, and it never will be until Jesus comes back. Why? Because I'm a part of it and you're a part of it. And yep. uh, we bring our imperfections to the table, but Jesus welcomes us at the table. So that's what I love about it. Yeah. So, okay. Let's do some, let's do some rapid fire here real quick. Cool. Kind of ready to, and, uh, 
what do you rank the social platforms in your own in your own order in terms of most effective to least effective for church leaders? Oh, that's a good question. Um, uh, good grief. It's hard to say. I think it goes like if we're going on a general. Yeah, just what you large, this, just what you like, what you like better. OK, what I like better. OK, I like that more. Um, I, uh, Instagram, number one, obviously, sure. takes a cake. I love Instagram. Secondly, Facebook. Um, are we including YouTube as a, a, a platform? Sure. Always. Okay. So take that back. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, yeah. um, and then like Twitter. And then uh, is Snapchat even still – does it still even have a pulse? I don't <laughs> know. I love Snapchat. It, it, no, I hate it. Shut up, you Vine Snapchat. I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. yeah Vine, even though it's not there anymore, it's still better than Snapchat. It's still more effective. I'm kidding. Uh, no, Sna- yeah, Snapchat's no, cool. I just never check it anymore. It's not social. It's, it's not really social, you know? No, you're right. You're right. I work with high school kids, right? And, and like, cause that's all they live on. And, and so it's just like this weird world. So you should be like, this is genuinely not only like so stupid. If you just downloaded Instagram and stayed there, like you would have the same effectiveness. You'd have the same stories. You'd have the same dog, yes. dog ears to like smile at. It's just like, why is anybody, why is it the time? Someone's dead? like, hey, you should download Marco Polo. I'm like, what is that? Like, oh, you can send video messages. I'm like, oh, like Instagram? Or it's like, yeah. hey, yeah. hey, do you have a Venmo? I can send you money. I'm like, no, but. Facebook has had that for like six years. You can send me money on Facebook. Yeah. You know that little like money yeah. icon, that little dollar sign next to the chat thing. They're like, oh, I never saw that. I'm like, okay, well, whatever, it's fine. Right, right, right. Yeah, that that that's my ranking though. All right, so then, uh, where would you, uh, for a pastor who's like in a smaller church setting and is trying to do their best to engage social media faithfully, like where would you advise them to start at, and and like two or three just basic tips that they could start doing to make a difference. Okay, yeah. Tip number one: download ViscoCam. Okay, um, ViscoCam is essentially just a bunch of presets, and uh, if you're u- if you're still using the Instagram filters, shame on you. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> but seriously, the ViscoCam will help you change the game a lot, and it'll uh, it'll give you. Because um, I, I, like I said, it's a visual it's a visual platform, yeah. and so I, I think it'll help you take your your images and even your videos because you can edit videos through there. Um, with Visco Cam. But yeah, I would definitely start there. And then I would find people who you think are doing a good job with it. Um, find people on Instagram that uh, you think are killing it, obviously, um, that have maybe a lot of followers, uh, but that are being genuine and that are making disciples and doing their best to occupy that space for the, for the kingdom. And then uh, do what they're doing, but put your own flair on it. I'm not saying copy them verbatim, um, but there's nothing new under the sun as right. well. Um, so I would just, just do what they're doing and, and, and just, and just give, take your whack at it and give it, give your take on, um, what a, you know, I don't know, a Sunday night at your church looks like, or a, a preaching clip from you or, um, you know, an afternoon out with your kids, um, enjoying the sunset looks like and, and make it artsy and stuff like that. But, uh, I, I would, uh, people like to go behind the scenes. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, my favorite disc in a DVD set was that second disc because it had all the bonus features. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted to see the behind the scenes. I want to see how they made Spider Man or like made Batman. And that's what your story is for. And so, like, I was in an interview like two weeks ago with a guy named Austin Moult, who's an awesome pastor, killing the Instagram game, killing YouTube game too. He's a really cool guy. Um, oh, Moult, Moult, Moult. Yeah, yeah, Austin Moult. You know him? Yeah, from, from YouTube? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him, man. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah, he's great. So we were doing an interview like two weeks ago, and uh, shoot, where was I going with that? I totally, I totally just blanked. 
Well, we were talking about it and we were talking about, he was like, okay, which is it? Is it, is it quantity or is it, is it quality? Mm. Like when it comes to posting. And I said, for, for the Instagram actual posting, I say quality all the way. But when it comes to your story, quantity okay yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and let just use the story it doesn't have to look pretty just let people into your life it's going to be gone in 24 hours who cares you know and that's a great way for people to kind of get to peek behind the curtain and, and see into your everyday life it doesn't have to be pretty it can be the messy bun and your your mascara is messed up or whatever but you know just you know i i think i think people need to see both i think they need to see the professionalism but the realism at the same time and so, those, so those document some, documenting over creating yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then with it, when it comes to posts, I would say definitely getting creative and putting your mm. time and intentionality into those and taking your time. You don't have to post every day. Nobody wants you to post every day. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially those groups and those growth groups. Yes, those groups, uh. gosh. <laughs> All right, Gary, you got any last questions? Yeah, so one of the things I like to ask everybody on the show is kind of like, uh, what do they think that the church is today? Who's being the church today? Who's crushing it as being a good example of church in 2019? Or maybe, hey, maybe they're stepping on some of the, uh, some things what church might look like uh, in the future. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, I, to be honest with you, I'm not really into it, but I have a lot of respect for the YouTube world. And, um, there are a lot of cool people doing a lot of cool things on YouTube and it's weird how, uh, much of a tight knit and a really tight fan base, Mm -hmm. um, YouTubers, YouTubers had and how, how genuine some of these big, big, big YouTubers are with their followers, getting back to them, commenting to them, um, really letting the fan base kind of curate what they post about and what they talk about. And so, uh, I think, I think just that, that ebb and flow, like that people aren't getting on too high a pedestal to still interact with the people who are ultimately making it happen for them. And so, um, I think that's really cool. And I, I think I'd like to see, I'd like to see that happen happen in the church. So I think, I think they're doing a good, uh, a really good job of that. Whereas the church kind of needs to step up its game. Yeah. So. Yeah. That is, good. that is a great observation. I love that. You know, I, I mean, uh, those of us who work with students and even college students, you know, that they just talk about YouTubers, uh, all the time and they drop names and everybody knows who they're talking about and they've, they've seen all the content and, and it's not just that. I mean, they, they super, I mean, they feel super connected to them. You know, they, they feel like, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they would say they feel like they're their friend, but they, they look at the stats about them and they, they comment on them and they're so excited when they comment back and, um, that kind of admiration, but as well as kind of, uh, dissemination of authority from the YouTuber, right? Like they, yeah. the way they engage with the fans and the way they, um, uh, you know, kind of, uh, don't take themselves too seriously and allow the content to be, um, you know, really given input by the fans, I think the church can learn and pastors can learn a lot from that. Uh, pastors for sure. We, uh, I mean, as much as I love, like, don't get me wrong. As soon as I say this, people are going to think I don't like them. And I look up to them a hundred percent, but this, I think it's more of a celebrity mentality, um, yeah. has got to go. I mean, that, that is doing nothing, nothing for you. And, and I love that. And I, I'm sure, I mean, YouTubers are, are people too, and I'm sure that they do deal with, um, <laughs> you know, their, their own bouts with being not very, being very humble or or pride or whatever. But uh, I think, I think it shows up even more evidently for, for pastors. A lot of the time, they're just too busy. Uh, They get up there and and just kind of preach. They don't people, the people who come and listen to them don't really have a whole lot of access to them. Um, And, and I think that's just, that's absolutely ridiculous. And so I think we can learn a lot from the YouTube world. Yeah. Something that Josh and I talk about is kind of like, Hey, look at the YouTube uh, celebrity, 
uh, influence on a, I guess, daily or weekly basis versus the pastor who speaks on, on Sunday once a week and right. doesn't have any more engagement with their congregation as opposed to a YouTuber. Yeah, I mean, for sure, doing YouTube videos are a lot of work, but even between videos, they're putting out questions on Instagram. They're they're showing previews about what's coming up, what's coming next. They're, they're highlighting the maybe someone's going to be on their show. They're sharing that person's social media. They're talking about them. They're praising them. They're responding to people's DMs about how they maybe they changed this fan's life and they're so grateful. I mean, look at right. that versus I'm going to sit in my office and make a sermon for 19 hours a week. And then, bam, here it is. You know, if you forget it by Sunday night, I guess that's okay. But here is my sermon. I hope that's good enough for you. I'll see you next week, you know. Yeah, no, no, that, that it's unacceptable. It's right. absolutely unacceptable. And let's be honest, YouTubers are making a killing. And I mean like a, a, an absolute killing. I mean, I, I've heard this last year. The highest paid YouTuber was a seven-year-old. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, a, Ryan's, a toys. Ryan's Toys. Ryan's Toys uh, reviews or something like, like that. Million it's ridiculous. A year. Yeah, it's crazy. And so my thing is, is like people wonder why people aren't giving. You know what I mean? People wonder why yeah, they're not yeah, talking. Yeah. It's because they have no buy-in. Well, I mean, they have no buy-in. All these people, well, yes, they're making money from YouTube as a corporation, but also they have merchandise, they have all this other stuff, and their fans are loyal. Why? Because they have that buy-in and there's that relationship right. there. And do I think that should be the the reason that our churches are giving us because we bought into the pastor? No, but it's because we bought into the vision. We believe in what God's doing. And I think people really won't buy into the vision until they buy into the visionary. And the visionary has got to make himself available in order for that to happen. And so I think, we, um, like I said, there's a lot to learn from, from the social world. That's so true. Josh, any final thoughts? Uh, just where can they, you know, plug you, plug some stuff. You got anything coming up, things for them to watch out for stuff that they should be paying attention to where they, where can they connect with you, et cetera. Yeah. So like I said, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but next week, um, the 20, December 27th, I head to Dubai and Uganda and I'll be there through January 8th. And so I'll, I'm sure I'll be posting, uh, quite a bit. Are you going to do any skydiving in Dubai? Probably not. I don't think so. All I'll right, be lucky right, just to right, run right. around the city. I would love that. Like but, indoor um, skydiving? That would be no, sick. No, no. <laughs> that would be sick. No, but he means like real skydiving. I just just drive um, a couple Lamborghinis and it, you know that's good. That would be dope too. That'd be dope. <laughs> I'm just want to see the tallest building in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so that's coming up, and then of course like some speaking engagements all throughout uh, 2019. I think we've got some more like international stuff coming up, and so yeah, I, I mean everything stuff unfolds as the year goes on. So where can we, we got a lot of exciting hey, stuff. Where, where can we follow you so we can keep up to date? Okay. So yeah, you can follow me at Keenan Clark underscore dot. Uh, yeah, just, sorry, Keenan Clark underscore. And then I also have a website. It's KeenanClark.org. And all of my social is uh, available on the website as well. Awesome. Well, so Facebook, YouTube, all of that stuff. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your time. I think we had a really good conversation. Heck yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much, Josh, Garrett. Thank you guys so much for having me.